Yesterday, you could have seen the full moon of April, which is known as Pink Moon. And the April moon has several connotations in different cultures. And that is especially noticeable in this year's spring, because several major Muslim, Jewish and Christian religious observances overlap this year. And the months-long fast of Ramadan, which, which began on April the 2nd, and then there's Passover, started on the evening of April 15. And today it is Easter Sunday, at least for those who are listening now in North America or South America. In Europe it's already uh, the, the Monday, which in my country, in Netherlands, is called the second uh, Easter day. And it's also the end of the Holy Week for Western Christendom. But it's on April 24 to celebrate uh, the Eastern uh, Orthodoxy uh, Easter. And this convergence of religious observances in the Abrahamic religions happens only every 33 years. So it's um, you, you may actually see this only a few times in your lives. And all three religions have different ways to calculate the important days in the year. So for me, being raised in the Netherlands, a country with a predominantly Christian culture, the solar calendar feels the most familiar. Most holy days are fixed, occurring on the same astronomical time each year. So Christmas is, for instance, on, on December 25, even though some in some countries and in some religious interpretations, the focus is sometimes more on Christmas Eve, so the evening before Christmas on December 24. But that's not the same with Easter. Easter is shifting each year, and there's also a discrepancy between the Western and the Eastern Christian observances. For Roman Catholic and Protestant churches, Easter follows the first full moon on or after the spring equinox, according to the Gregorian calendar. So that is the calendar instituted by Pope Gregory the Thirteenth in 1582, uh, famous by the fact that he just jumped from the 5th of May to the 15th of May, if I remember the dates correctly. So he, uh, he just kind of skipped 10 days. 10 days were lost to put... Uh, the the uh, the calendar back on 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 the right moment because uh, dates for for sowing and for harvesting etc were slowly changing over the season so he needed to do something about it but for the Eastern Orthodox um, they follow the first full moon after Passover according to the old Roman calendar uh, as it was reformed by Julius Caesar. And the Jewish calendar consolidates a lunar year based on the moon's monthly cycles with the solar year, which is, of course, uh, based on the time that it takes the Earth to, to orbit the sun. And since it may also include leap months, the Jewish year can range from 353 to 385 days. And the Islamic calendar, in contrast, consists of 12 lunar months as it is mandated in the Quran, and thus is shorter than either the Jewish or the Christian calendar. So the result is, since their year is shorter, uh, the festivals migrate against the solar calendar, 
in a cycle of 33 years. So in other words, it takes 33 years to catch up uh, one year um, in, uh, in, in the Muslim counting of the calendar. So uh, since they started counting later, uh, compared to the Christian calendar, uh, I would have to calculate for a while, but there must be a year far in the future that uh, both the Islamic calendar as well as the Christian calendar must end up in the same year. I'll come back to this. This is a nice calculation to make, but I can't to make, but I can't make that while I'm talking. So if if I explain it only this way, you could easily conclude that this convergence of Easter and Ramadan and Passover is just some kind of mathematical curiosity but i think you can see it in a much more positive light i mean wouldn't it, this be the perfect time to focus on what else we all have in common and we could we could share and cooperate on the same hopes and dreams and all these three religions share the devotion to one god and many of the sacred literature and all three religions uh, know things like, like pilgrimages and fasts and with fast you probably think first of, of Ramadan also because it's it's uh, taking place right now but you also know fasts in, in Christianity and, and Judaism so more importantly uh, all these religions share principles like compassion and solidarity and, and respect for the human person and um, I think that um, this is important to, to, to realize that there could be so much solidarity and so much so much combined um, gains uh, that, that we could get out of this. And then in addition to uh, Passover and, and Easter and Ramadan that I just mentioned, there's also holy days occurring in April this year. Um, for instance, it includes uh, uh, the Sikhs and the Hindus, uh, the Faisaki. Uh, the Jains, uh, Mahavir Yanti, uh, there's the Baha'i festival, Ritvan, and there's the Theravada Buddhist uh, celebration of the new year, and all of that is taking place uh, in April this year. So all major religions, and maybe I, I may have missed one or two when I say something like all major religions, but a lot of the major religions in the world have these import, important festivities. And so across faith, the celebration of the overlapping of holy days and religious festivals is, uh, I think, seen as a, as a chance to share meals and, and rituals. I was last Thursday also invited um, by um, an Islamic friend of mine um, to uh, celebrate uh, with them during their um, Ramadan, during their fast. Unfortunately, I couldn't come. It was right at the time that I was doing my weekly uh, Thursday uh, podcast, but I, I, I would love to join next year. And uh, all this brings me back to this unique moment when so many people come together with friends and family and they celebrate and they pray and they share their hopes and dreams. And wouldn't this be a beautiful moment to work towards peace and solidarity in the world? And my podcasts are often... Uh, about some of the world's biggest challenges and you hear me often talk about climate change and I uh, invite experts to talk about it I do a weekly uh, podcast together with Alistair Doyle who has worked on this issue for many years in his life um, but there's all kinds of other problems that we also touch upon I mean water is clearly one that often comes back I mean 
look at the numbers. We're with 8 billion people on the world, and there's uh, more than 2 billion people in countries often undergoing urbanization that have uh, inaccessibility to clean drinking water. And it's a result of pollution and poverty, and uh, often it's bad management of resources. And water resources are either depleted by, let's say, agriculture or by um, energy production. Practically and every form of energy production uses enormous amount of water, except for um, uh, wind and, and solar, the renew renewable forms of energy. Um, but it's also the quality of the water that is, uh, that is increasingly an issue uh, all over the world. Um, I often speak about issues like education or... Uh, data like uh, uh, ch child labor. There's uh, UNICEF uh, estimates that 150 million uh, people all over the world uh, participate in uh, in manual labor that is dangerous to to their health. 150 million children. I mean, look at these numbers. Um, and then there's a lot of violence in the world. I mean, violence, the first thing you would think of these days is is, is the horrible um, scenes and uh, messages we hear from, from Ukraine. But it's also in all kinds of other forms. I mean, often towards particular groups based on ethnicity or women or LGBTQ plus members. Um, uh, that is another thing where where you could work on together across cultures, uh, because often there are a lot of a lot of similarities, a lot of patterns uh, that you can recognize and that you can work on. And when you work together, you can solve it. And poverty in the world is another thing. In in any major religion, there are um, there are aspects of poverty that are included there. Um, for instance, in in um, in Islam, that you uh, you you are expected to give money to the poor, but it also comes back in in in, in all kinds of other religions. Um, so that's another one to work on because the if you look at the the international poverty line, I I think it was, but it's from a couple of years ago. I think it is less than two dollars. I think it's one dollar ninety. So if you have less than one dollar ninety a day. Um, then, then you live below the poverty line. And then we talk about 1.3 billion people that live in extreme poverty. And at the same time, we know, of course, uh, that, uh, and, and that goes hand in hand with another problem that I often mention, inequality. 44% um, of uh, the global net worth is held by only 0.7% of adults. I mean, how is it possible that we that we accept this extreme, uh, the, the extreme inequality in the world, knowing that there is so much poverty, as I, as I just mentioned, and um, and then there's food. There's there's more than eight hundred people in the world that are hungry. Well, all of these problems, and and I, I I could go on for a while, but all of these come back in 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 my podcast and are things that I've worked on a lot in in my life. Um, I think all these solving all these problems have at least one thing in common that they ask for solidarity and for cooperation because without these you will never be able to solve them and I've I've seen so often in my life that once you start working together you just realize how much smaller your differences are and 
how much we all want the same basic things in life. And I think in this unique moment, when all these religions are are celebrating some of their main uh, days of the year that are that are celebrated, uh, this would be a unique moment uh, to unite all that positive energy and. Well, with with these thoughts, um, I I promised I would always be only short on on the Sunday. Um, I would like to close this podcast, and and I just want to wish you uh, beautiful days for your families and your loved ones and uh, your friends. And I really believe that together we can make this world more beautiful. So um, next week there'll be several podcasts again where there's room for calling in and for debate and discussions. But for now. I just want to wish you all a really good night and I hope to see you all uh, back next week in the podcast. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.